that's not good. Right. <laughs> Let's just get through it. And welcome to another episode of the Friday edition of Ripping the Rack podcast. I am. It was a jazzy intro right there. I yeah, like I know. That. I don't I like know what I was smooth. thinking. I, I don't know. Oh, oh. Uh, let's see. I am uh, one third of your uh, Triforce Trihost legs. Uh, my name is Tim. With me today on my right, could be on your left, could be on the top, could be on the bottom. It's a fucking surprise. Brian Atherin, how you doing, buddy? Good. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. Rolling into the weekend. Going to talk a good topic today. Looking forward to it. We're going to have some fun. Yes. And on my left, our third leg, arguably the most important leg of a, of a, of a tri-leg is the third leg. Because if you don't, then it's a two-legged stool. Right. And those fall over all the and time. those fall over. So, right. Maki, how you doing, buddy? Not bad, dudes. How we doing tonight? Doing great. All right. Doing great. Mm-hmm. Good times. Um, so I am. I'm. We're actually going to delve into a subject that is uh, near and dear to the three of us. Uh, yes. Probably more. I'm going to say out of this though, you two probably have more knowledge than I do on this one. I'll. I'll. I'll I, I have a fair admit, share. I'll yes. freely admit that. Um, we're we're going down the uh, rabbit hole of uh, video games, video game consoles, and just kind of the the evolution of uh, gaming consoles and and whatnot. Um, again, uh, we're all gamers um, yep. of of various you know consoles, things like that. Um, and we're so, very lucky to be the ages that we are because roughly around our age, people have seen the beginning all the way till now, going back to like you were talking about earlier, the old Pong machine that was first, and then the Ataris and the Nintendos. We were all little kids all the way up until now where we have our PS5s and the new Xbox Series 1s and the, just the, the massive amount of evolution that's happened in 40 years. It's, it is absolutely... I was thinking about this when, when Brian brought this up earlier and in, in our... We have a little group chat because, well, we're cool like that. And we're cool like that. We're cool, cool like that. All the cool like that. Peter Pants. We, That's all right. the, <laughs> so I, I obviously, um, I did a lot of thinking about it because I was on the road most of the day today. And as I was driving home, got thinking about kind of the evolution. And Maki, I know you're the one that brought up the evolution. Brian, you brought up video gaming itself and things like that. And... Um, I kept thinking and I was like, man, I was, I was eight years old. I think I was around eight years old when we got our first real video gaming system, not Pong. Cause we had Pong. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun, you know, didn't I'm that talking, plug into your regular TV back in the day? Honestly, like, I don't even remember. I just remember that was, uh, they had like two of those, like ColecoVision was one of them that plugged into your TV. Yeah. The Atari would, but you had to have an RF modular on it. And that's yep. the one you slid, like, you slid to channel three. Yeah. And, and then you had to put it on three. And when you turn the power on it. Yes. So we, we had the Atari 2600. And I got thinking back and I'm like, okay, I turned 50 this year. 42, 40, 
one years ago, mm-hmm. I can remember getting the Atari with the little joystick and one button. That's yep. it. That was it. Ding, 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 ding. That was Fire. it. Fire. <laughs> and I just, got start, I just started thinking about these games that I thought were just absolutely groundbreaking. Look at this guy. Revolutionary. Look at That's this 2600, guy. That's a 2600, folks. Yes, there it, it is. is. Yes, and it is. That is a 2600 cartridge. Yes, yep. it is. And they go like this. See, kids, back in the day, we didn't have discs or downloads. That everything came on this big plastic box. And that works, by the way. And it, and it worked. It was what we had. They were the best. I have a CRT TV, and I can plug that 2600 in, and it works. So awesome. I get thinking, I'm like... I, I I had to Google Atari twenty six hundred games because I the only games that I could truly think of that I played all the time right off the top of my head Pitfall. Ah, uh... <laughs> Barnstormer, which I thought was just totally cool because if you could beat, I want to say it was like thirty two point something seconds. If you took a picture of it. And you sent it off to Lavertiers to get developed. Developed. <laughs> and then two weeks later, you got your picture back. And then you, you actually wrote an envelope out. You wrote the address and you sent the picture to, in, to um, Atari or, or was it? The creators of Barnstorm. Creator of Barnstorm. And I can't remember now. Probably Activision. Activision. They Activision. did a lot of those back in the day. Um, then you would get your name and the picture in their monthly or bi-monthly magazine that you used to get. Mm-hmm. And I remember I spent hours upon hours playing this 8-bit game. Wasn't flying. even eight. Huh? Wasn't even 8. It wasn't, no, probably not. 8-bit eight eight is Nintendo. Nintendo's Nintendo Entertainment System in televi- is 8-bit. was in television. Yes. And television was 8-bit. ColecoVision yeah. and television. Uh, Commodore 64 was actually either 16 or 32. I have one of those, too. It's packed away. Um, so for those that don't know and think I'm weird because I have all this, I am a video game collector. I collect video games. I probably have... I could get my app out and tell you, but honestly, I probably have 200 video games in my basement. I have a Nintendo, a Sega, a Super Nintendo. I have a 64. Um, I don't have a GameCube, but my Wii plays GameCube games. I have PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. So I I collect things. Most of them I've had since I was a kid. Sure. Yep. And it's just I I am aware, and I don't know how many other people are. And we saw it a little bit with what happened a few weeks ago with PlayStation, which they were going to close their PS3 store. Meaning there were games that you have bought on their digital storefront that if you don't have downloaded and they close the store, you no longer have access to that game you bought and paid for. It does not exist anymore. I am aware there's going to be a day when physical media or there are these games that I have on physical media. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm doing it. Are eventually going to. Thank you go away like you won't be able to be played anyway anyway else except for one of these consoles and a cartridge 
and I will have those. It's like my own little Smithsonian. Sorry, Bri. It's hard to find good help, right, Mark? Sorry, Brian. Sorry. Kids, okay. don't do drugs, okay? Don't do drugs. Kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't smoke crack. Oh. But yeah, no, I, I collect. I've been collecting for about 15 years or so yeah. now. I started in college, and I have a soft spot for the old games. Like, mm-hmm. so much of my childhood. I was an only child, so I didn't have any brothers or sisters to play with. So I played video games mm-hmm. when my friends were busy. So that and my whole family did. Like my so, dad played, yeah. I wasn't allowed to play video games like during the day. If it was nice out, I wasn't allowed to be inside, which basically meant go do something. The only time I played like the Atari was at night. Like I'd ask my mom, I'd be like, Mom, can I go? And I'd go in her sewing room because she had a TV in there, and that's where the Atari was. And I'd be like, Can I? You know, can I go play a game, play games? And she'd be like, either, it was either yes or no. Like, obviously, it, yes mm-hmm. was meant she was going to watch TV out in the living room or whatever. So feel free to go. She was play. watching Columbo. You go play Pac-Man. Uh, Dallas and Dynasty. Uh, Dallas and my mother's favorite shows when I was a kid. Yeah. Who shot JR? <laughs> yeah. Um, my mother made me watch that episode, that last but, episode. Which is funny because Marky will know this, which was parodied when we were children with Who Shot Montgomery Burns on The Simpsons. That's yeah. true. Yes. Remember that whole summer they had the Who Shot Monty Burns thing? Um, I, I, that's So it's funny, Brian, that you mentioned it, Marky. I'm sure you were probably a little bit, you're, again, being a, younger than I am, um, a little bit different, obviously. You growing up in a city versus growing up in the, you know, a town yep. of five thousand. Like I grew up in an apartment complex in a little city called Somerville, Mass. That there was like eight hundred people that lived there, a whole bunch of little kids and stuff. But there was a bunch of kids my age. But we all had the systems. Like we went out and played, like like every other yeah. kid who played hockey, yeah. played football yeah. on the concrete, whatever. It was what we did. Explains a few things nowadays, to be honest with you. <laughs> but at the same time, on rainy days or crappy days or whatever, yep. we were all at one of our other buddies' apartments. There were three buildings. Each building had like, you know, I think three or 400 apartments in it. Um, and at any one crappy day, there would have been five to ten of us in one of our other buddies' rooms while we were playing Mario tournaments. Uh, later on with Sega Genesis, it was like Sonic the Hedgehog stuff, two-player um, it was an integral part of us growing up. And even, even like on nice days, it was just like, I don't want to go out today. I do my homework and then I just go sit down and I'd play like John Elway quarterback for hours and hours and hours and hours, or I'd fire up the Sega Saturn later on in life. And I would just play and play and play and play and play. Uh, I, I don't know what my childhood would have been if I didn't have a console in my room from age like four on. Yeah. Now there's a whole lot of people, especially older people that just went, you can't play video games. Why don't you go do something thought provoking, like read a book or watch a movie. Let me let you in on a thing, folks. Guess what video games are. Like I play books that I don't play through. Yeah, there's bad shit out there, and I don't say bad shit. And there's something for everybody's taste. 
I do not like competitive first-person shooters. I don't play Call of Duty. Oh, I hate I, them. I'm so bad. I, at I play a little bit of Apex. I play, but I love single-player, story-driven games. Mm-hmm. You give me an Uncharted. I, you give me a yes. Red Dead. You give me a Grand Theft. Something like that. I will and, say, I'm sorry, Brian. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, just, just real quick. I have, like, I've beaten Dark Souls. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I did not enjoy beating Dark Souls. That was a job. That was get good, beat the game because nobody else can. Mm -hmm. I have gone through my time of get good. I'm a 35-year-old dad now. I want a game to value my time. I want to sit down for an hour and make an hour's worth of progress. Yes. I don't want to sit down, die 14 times, and they're at the exact same spot I was. Correct. Yes. I've done that. I'm done with that. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Tim. No, that's okay because I have three kids. Mm-hmm. They are older. They're now 29, 28, and 23. Yeah. So video games for them, that's what they know. Mm-hmm. Two of them are really gamers. The oldest one's not a he's not a gamer. He's, he's never really got into it, just wasn't his thing. The other two, Call of Duty. You know, they'll play online, Warzone, um, not so much Fortnite anymore, uh, a lot of 2K21, a lot of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I now will tell you, I love the Call of Duty series. I don't like playing online. I like to play the, I like to play the, uh, the storyline. Mm-hmm. Campaigns. Campaigns. I'm a huge yeah. campaign guy. I love yep. the, those. I like Brian. My days of trying to get really good to beat some things. That I'm 49 years old. I play video games to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yes, I will play like MLB 21 on Rookie. Because I want to see if I can hit 100 home runs. Right. My, right. Kids, will I... Look at, my kids will look at me and be like, how is that even fun? And I'm is. like... Because I'm fun. because all I'm doing is just sitting here mashing the ball. I don't want to play on super executive hard, kick you in the nuts, your controller beats the shit out of you. <laughs> you know, like I I don't that no. So anyway, let's let's talk a little bit about um and I'm gonna let you two kind of drive this because again, you guys are more of the the, mm-hmm. the gamers. Um but Mark, you had mentioned kind of going through the evolution of the consoles and then maybe given, you know, kind of the top one or two games that you liked from those consoles. Yeah. Oh, I like this idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to let uh, Mark. I'm Where do we start you... at? We start at the beginning. I would start back at the Atari. I, I don't the know. Twenty six hundred. That was, that was the first, first. Yeah, that was my first as well. That I um, can remember. And of course, it wasn't mine, but <laughs> I remember getting it for Christmas. I think I was four or five. So it was like 1985, 1986. See, I was I, one. That's when I was born. Oh, right, yeah. I was born in 81. <laughs> so I, I just got a couple years on you. Sorry. Yeah. Not as many years as Tim has on me, but that's, that's, that's pers- perfectly fine. I love, I love you, buddy. So, I, that's okay. I, I, I think I love I, the Atari 2600, I, for some reason, right around 1980 is yep. when I remember us getting one. <laughs> um, you know, 
you take a look at them if you take a look at those now like the videos youtube whatever of those games yeah they're so awful you would literally sit back and go and and pardon my language but how the fuck do you guys even play these right like, but adventure put, adventure is a block and walls yes put That's yourself it. it's a block back, though 35, 38, whatever. Put yourself yep. back 40 years in Pitfall time. was amazing. This was revolutionary. Yeah. This was like nothing. This was TV that you controlled in your bedroom. And when you were a four or five-year-old kid, and I could sit around, like I had played Pac-Man in the bowling alley in Somerville. They had a little bowling alley over there. And I had been with my grandparents. And I used to stand on the milk crate and play the Pac-Man game, you know, the old stand-up arcade game. And that was fun. Now I was playing at my bedroom. Oh my God, this is the, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was rudimentary. It was the ugliest thing. It didn't look anything like the arcade game. It looked game. nothing oh like God. the real Pac-Man. But like, I was still playing Pac-Man. Yes. And that this was This cool. is arguably worse than the E.T. game they made. See, which I we'll had get the to that. E. Game. I, I had have that it game when I was a kid, and I could never get past, like, the third screen. I could make E.T.'s head go up and down. Do, do and you want to know why? Because I, I, I know why. The game's I'm, broken. The yes. game is broken. Yes. You yes. can't beat it. It's a broken so game. So I remember like the yes. 2600. I mentioned it earlier. Pitfall, uh, Barnstorming or Barnstormer. Mm -hmm. But the ones that I truly remember like Asteroids. Yeah, Because I played, I played that in the, in Lavertier's arcade, for, you know, dropping a quarter in and just play it. Now, again, like Pac-Man in the arcade, even though this had the asteroid's name, it was still... But the idea back then was not get the highest quality game out. Right. It was get a game out because the market was so new and it was so unsaturated that the first company that put out these mega ports of these yep. arcade games were going to win plain and simple, flat out. And they put out these 70% done ports but people, it didn't matter. People still bought right. them by the truckloads. I, so, I so in today's, real quick, Tim, in today's yeah. gaming, a game like, well, let's let's take a look. Um, the Elder Scrolls Skyrim came out in 2011. Yep. Grand Theft Auto came out in 2013. They are still working on sequels to those. Yes. Yeah. It takes a group of 100 people five years to make a video game now. The Atari ports were three people teams and they took two weeks. Yep. Yep. It's 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 it's, it's just, funny to, it's just funny to me because I could play for hours on end back then. Yep. If I had if I had the chance. Like you take a rainy day in the summer when you couldn't go outside, you couldn't do anything. You know, my mom's at work. I've, you I've drive, done my you didn't have a car. I've yeah. done my chores. I'm ten years old. I'm playing. I'm playing asteroids. I'm playing Defender. I'm playing Circus. I had there was a fucking game called Circus Atari. Was it really? Yes. I never knew that. I never knew that. You 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 want to know what the big thing? And I remember this Try vividly. I have it. There's <laughs> there's like I remember the 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 guy jumps down and hits the the seesaw, and you tried to get up. Oh, you shoot the bear. And you, you shoot, shoot the, the bear, bear and you try and land him in the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I played the Commodore 64 port. 
Yeah. Like my mom, my mom was into Commodore 64. Like that's where I learned how to play. That's where Carmen San Diego mm-hmm. and some of the first ever sports games I played were on Commodore 64. And like uh Crystal Castles. It was this little bear on this ball and he just it was a geometry game like Hubert. Yeah. Yes. So, I don't know. Atari 2600 and and then it went, you know, the Atari 5200. The Odyssey, the Odyssey, and then in te- of course, in television was also their their competition. So you had yeah. the Atari twenty. That was RCA, yeah. And in in television, which um, I had a couple of friends that had in television, and we would play baseball and football, bowling, and skiing. Like those four. And television was the, like mm-hmm. the funkiest controller, if you guys remember. Yeah, it, it was, was like a like a remote. It had numbers on it, right? It yeah, like key, one through was... one through nine. Yeah. It had a keypad. Yep. And you would take this piece of plastic and put it down through. And like with baseball, the catcher was like the uh, what one two three four five six seven eight was the catcher. One was a left fielder. I mean, it was just. Yeah. And then you had in Japan around the same time, they came out with the MSX and that was kind of the precursor to Nintendo. Mm -hmm. A lot of your Nintendo games were on the MSX, like uh, Metal Gear was on there. Mario Brothers was on the original MSX, the original Zelda. I know, I know we're getting into NES or Famicom, whichever you want to call it, but these all were on the MSX in Japan first, which was a disc based system. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I, I never very, even heard of. I never even yeah. heard of that. They yeah, were very then, similar to like three and a half floppies, not the big. Five yeah. Half, well, the three and yeah. a quarter floppies. They were very yeah. similar to those. So, then Nintendo decided to make the Famicom over in Japan, which became the NES over here, mm-hmm. and that came off the heels. They didn't think it was going to do well over here because that was coming off of the. 86 or 87 crash because of the et game and people were sick of atari and yep and yeah. then mario brothers came out <laughs> yes mario brothers is credited as being the game that saved video games mm-hmm. at least here in the united states so that oh, yeah. was on, North, well, that was on America, what the nintendo yeah that was on the nes yeah. uh the famicom over in japan yeah. um it was is an insanely big seller over here because it came packaged in which they didn't do in japan but they packaged a game in over here in america and i know i had my first nes i got it had the split cartridge you got the nes the two controllers the light gun and you got super mario brothers and duck hunt Mm -hmm. and those were the two that and the dog would laugh at you when you missed I and remember laugh that. at you and you shoot the dog. That was the the act the action set. Was Let me the, tell you something gun. funny about that. Do you know you can play two player duck hunt? How you plug in a controller, you plug in a gun, the other person controls the ducks. I had no Is that idea. how that worked? Mm-hmm. That's how you play two player duck hunt. I wish I had a brother. I had two sisters, <laughs> and they both hated video games so damn much. I would have learned that. I would have known that. I didn't have a brother. Like- I just like this is the shit I listen to, dude. I listen to four or five gaming podcasts a week. Like, there's one oh, called shit. Codex History of Gaming, and they literally go through what we're doing right now. Okay, I'm so a nerd. I'm an ultra nerd. So let's 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 kind of move beyond the 2600 because yeah. I think everybody knows right. that 
world. So, let's move to that next level, which kind of brought video games mainstream, which would be the Nintendo. Here, I think that's, yes, yes. I think that's when it brought it more mainstream because, and I'll tell you why, why I say this. When I was in high school, so I did not have a Nintendo. But, but one of my best friends and his brother, uh, Jeff Parsons and Joel Parsons, uh, Jeff Parsons is the uh, one of the morning show hosts on the Q97.9. Um, he is a huge pinball junkie. We are going to have him on this show on a Friday sometime. Can't wait to talk pinball with him. That's going to be pinball. awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's done, he's gone to the, like the pinball, what do they have at the pinball world championships in like Pittsburgh? World Series of pinball. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone to that. He's, he's actually competed in it and stuff. Oh, shit. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like three Love years it. ago, somebody reset the, ra- the, the roles on a, uh, a Guns N' Roses game there. Like they literally maxed out the score and they like the whole rails reset. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I bring this up because that was my first foray into dudes, let's like let's play video games all night. And we would stay up until three, four, five in the morning mm-hmm. playing Legend of Legend of Zelda. Yes. It's one of my and favorite I, games of all time. I remember to this day. There are a couple of things with Legend of Zelda, and it is one of my all time favorite video games of the history of Evers. And I'll never forget it. It's called it's it's one section. I can't remember what level it is, but it says Dodungo dislikes smoke. Level two. Dodungo, Un- it's that underground two. No, I, I think that's, it's a little that's the it's the very first boss. Dodongo is the first one, and you beat him because when they say that you are known to you drop to, bombs you near to him. Drop bombs. And we it took us He's the for- dinosaur guy. Yeah, he was like the Triceratops. Yeah, it yeah. took us it took us forever to figure out what the Dodongo dislikes smoke. Yep. To a point where you're gonna feel I like remember, I remember being at school. Okay, I was I was a junior, sophomore, junior in high school, and we would pass each other in the hall and we'd look and go, Dodongo dislikes smoke. Like, <laughs> like just being stupid. So like that, I, you know what I'm I mean? gonna shit on your parade, and make you feel even dumber. If you read the instruction book, it tells you where to go and how to play the game. Yeah, we never read. Oh, screw that. We didn't read any instruction book. Yeah. I remember the map. It, came, it was one of the first games that came with a map. Yes, oh, yeah. You know what one of those new inboxes goes for? Most of it was filled in. The whole yeah. map wasn't filled in. No. It was like 80% of it. Yeah. Was, you had to adventure and find the rest of it because a lot of it was like secretly unlocked. Oh, you, you had, had to, to follow had a to pattern put, of certain put, moves. That yeah. and you had to put bombs in these little rocks, and that would create the cave. trees, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. So I bring that up only because I really do look at Nintendo as really capitalizing on the video game craze that, to me, started in the United States around 86, 87. I think you should say restarted. Because of all the years that the Atari was out, and so many people did have Atari. Pac-Man. Oh, yes, yes. It was Pac-Man first. Pac-Man. And then there was the, the, the mega crash, and I believe it was 86. The video game crash when E.T. flopped a nut, and everybody was like, this is shit, this is shit. And then that's when the Nintendo Entertainment System made it to North America and yeah, okay. Europe and Let's everywhere else. The re- and that is, was like yeah. the restart yeah. of the home console 
situation. Something totally new. Cartridges yep. that look totally different. Graphics that were amazing. Great. They look so much better. They the colors, so much, the yes. music. Because we went from less than 8-bit to Nintendo's 8-bit. So, and it was get, just I, better. The chip tune songs. I, I have a playlist on my Spotify, and it's all 8-bits. Like the Castlevania theme, the Mario theme, the Zelda Overture, Tetris. Um, just little things to stick in my head. You know what sticks in my head? The song from the first Ninja Turtles. Not the second one, the arcade port where you're in the burning building. The first one with the water level that's a bitch. But the song oh, I like, hate that level. I hate that level. Yeah, yeah, Yes. So there's one quick story that I will tell you that God is childhood. Oh my right. God, it's awesome. This is, I'm going to go uh, home. You know what? I'm, tell, I'm telling you right now. Like... I mean, we're already 30 minutes into this. This is going to be a two part series. We will not yeah. get through. No, we have to continue this discussion. Yeah. This, yes. Because, yes. you know, we're, we can't do what we did last week, which was an hour and a half show. Um, but we just went off, uh, <laughs> went off no, the rails. So we're going to no, give it didn't. another 15 minutes yeah. and we're going to call it quits for tonight. We're well, going to let's go, part go two. let's go up to discs and so, that will leave us. That leaves us with the NES, the SNES yep. and really the 64 so, to talk about. Let me just tell you one quick story that I, the other thing, a school project, our friend, Scotty Rector, God rest his soul, passed away years and years and years ago. Um, did a school project. He took he borrowed a video camcorder from the high school, yeah. set up the tripod in the living room, yeah. focused on the TV, and I played double dribble. Oh my while goodness. He and Joel did announcing and color commentary. That is awesome. And they actually did they actually put it together <laughs> and did a school project on how on it was either like how to do announcing or how to something something like that, but I just I'll never forget it. I you know, still I have that. I know a few people that could really really learn from a how to announce book. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no shit. Uh-huh. I remember being a kid. We got our first camcorder in the house. Remember they were gigantic yes. like, suitcase size things. You had to yes. put. The I got VHS one in the basement, in. dude. <laughs> I remember doing it, setting it up in my room, flipping a laundry hamper like over setting it up on like three books so it could film my TV. And I would sit there and record my games of Super Mario Brothers or Legend of Zelda and yeah. stuff like that. Just to have them on VHS tapes. Like my that's, mother probably I, still has them from like 1989. That is, that's, see, it, that's hours. But this is what I remember about. Well, we played you know, them that long because none of them had save states because there's no battery in them. Right. One did. Or very few. Zelda did. Legend Zelda. of Zelda had a yeah. save feature in it where, thank God, because that game used to take so long to beat if you were like 100% completionist, that game would take you mm-hmm. forever in a day. It, it, I Which, don't know. By there the, way, was... the batteries still work because my old save files still load up. From my, there's, my, a, my, there's, there's a couple of works. Contra. You guys remember playing Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, start. B, A, B, A, start. Uh, B-A, up, up, B-A. down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. Yes, B A or B A select star. Yeah, select star um, player. It two was player. again that works with every Konami game, by the way. Yeah, you can do that on any. It was Konami an over. Game. It was just Konami code. It oh, wasn't just if you do it with if you do game. it on Double Dragon, you get like two extra continues 
if you do it on the Ninja Turtles game, you get all maxed out weapons. It's a different thing in every Konami game. But mm. think about think about how they Nintendo to me did it right. Like they got Mike Tyson in his prime. Yep. Mike Tyson's punch out. Ah, but they didn't pay him. So after a while, the later versions of that, it's called Mr. Dream's punch out. Yes. Yeah. I have a Mike Tyson copy. I have two <laughs> I have two Mike Tysons. I still have my original one and I bought one at a secondhand shop just because yeah. it was there. It was like two bucks. So yeah. to, to still me still to though, this day, I've never beaten Mike Tyson in that game. Never that's beaten. you you take a look at the difference between your Atari twenty six hundred, just your graphics, and now you're looking at the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what happened in nineteen ninety? What came out in 1990? Two things actually came out in 90. Yeah. The Game Boy. Yeah. And the Super Nintendo Entertainment System or the Super Famicom. Yes. Which I, again, in 1990, I was 19 years old. I now had my very first one that I bought with my own money was a Super Nintendo. Which one did you get? Did you get the play in pack that came with just Super Mario World, or did you get the Super Mario World and Super Mario All Stars pack? I had Super Mario World. I got the All Stars one for well, Christmas, I but I had to. No, well, no, this is back in the days of stupid shit, and I had to send in my receipt and my proof of purchase to, so they could send me my cartridge. <laughs> because I thought that they were just trying, but they didn't have a made yet at that yep. point. Um. <laughs> Marky, what did what did uh, what was your favorite? And Brian, I'm going to ask this so you think about it. Your top two favorite Nintendo games? Nintendo games? Nintendo, just not Super Nintendo. 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 That's tough. So number my all time favorite video game on the Nintendo forever and a day will always be Super Mario Brothers three. Always, always, always. It is my favorite. It's the greatest game ever made. I would never argue that because it would be wrong to argue it. Um, And my second favorite game would absolutely be Legend of Zelda. My third favorite game to do a top three is original Mario Brothers. Not Super Mario Brothers. It was a two-player game. And I I remember I love this game so much because my sister, this was the game I used to play with my sister. And I used to absolutely destroy her. Because it was like a one-on-one Mario versus Luigi battle, and yeah. I would just destroy and you have to her. Punch the turtles, flip them, and then you run them over, and you get points. And there's yep. a pow in the middle. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Brian, what's your what's your what's Very your obscure game? So if I had three Nintendo games, regular NES games, Super Mario Bros. Three, because yep. it is the greatest game ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's just because of what it brought into video games. Number one, it brought in the different worlds thing. You had that in the original Mario, but not to the extent of this one. Not like this, not even close. And and you can move it around. Warp whistles. (laughs) It's the first time you got the tail so you could fly. It was the first Mm -hmm. time Mario flew. You had an item bar underneath you. So, like, you didn't have to worry about, oh, I got to make it. You save specials. Yeah. 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 You didn't have to worry about, I got to make it to this point in the level to find the mushroom. No, you could, if you died, you could just use one and Mm -hmm. go into the level big and get past that point that you kept dying at. So that one, the second one is probably Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. 
that's the arcade port where you start in the burning building and it's more like the cartoon TV show. Yeah. And if I got to go with three, because Mark, you did three, I'm going to do three. It's Castlevania, the first one. Ooh. It's hard as hell, but I yep. love it. Okay. I will, I will, my top three regular Nintendo games, um, number one to me is Legend of Zelda. Um, and I think that's because that's the game that we played. Um, and I remember, like, Joel and I, Jeff's brother, uh, he was a couple of years younger than us. He was a freshman when we were uh, juniors. Um, that's the game we finished together. Jeff couldn't make it. It had basically passed out and fallen asleep. <laughs> and we finished it at, like, 4 in the morning. And I just remember us, like, running around his, his house, like, screaming until his it's mother no yelled joke. at us, like, no joke we, to finish that game in one yeah. sitting. Or, you, know. you finish that game in one sitting. That's no joke whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Especially being kids. Number two would be Super Mario Brothers 3. Yep. And uh, number three for me was Contra. You know, if I take was, away it, the idea of killing my sister in a game, I would have picked <laughs> Contra also. It's a game I, I put on to feel good about myself when I need to beat a game. I got nothing to do for like 20 minutes. That's it's, that's my go-to game. It was just it was the first game that I can remember that you could play together without bogging down. Like you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It yeah. just no, no split screen. No but, split screen. It you know. You know what we didn't talk about either are some of the really great games that were like we can't talk about all of them, but uh, the oddball ones that we don't think of, like Gauntlet. Gauntlet was an NES game. Yeah, I never played that. Yeah, and those I, I weird, did. obscure, like, Indiana Jones had mm -hmm. a video, and it was terrible. But it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> On that level, you know what was a good game, too? They made Back to the Future games for Nintendo. Mm -hmm. The first one was god-awful. Back to the Future 1 was terrible. But then they made a second one of, like, two and three, like, melded together. Yeah. And that was really good. That was They brought in a ton of the movie lore with it uh, from two and three it was, I still have it. Like, I, don't, I haven't played it much, but I also have a decent collection of old Nintendo and Atari and stuff. It kind of fades away as we get up towards, like, PlayStation 2 and 3. But yeah, I, I have legitimate zero Super Nintendo or any oh, of that stuff. That's my favorite all-time console. See, we I, went, about that. I went... The Super, Super, Super Nintendo is my favorite. Yes. I went the other way from most people. Most people went from Nintendo directly to Super Nintendo. I went from Nintendo... To Sega Genesis. Yep. It's my and, second all-time favorite console. So I was I, spoiled, Brad. I had both. I oh. never I never got into the Genesis because I didn't know anyone. We never had like oh. I never had what a What do you want to know, buddy? I had the Sega Channel. Do you remember the Sega it, Channel? I do remember Sega Channel. Yes, I do. The only thing I remember about Sega is Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Mm -hmm. That's honestly that's the only thing I I So I Sega was you. so much better. Because they got the licenses. Like, they originally had Madden. They yes. had Bill Walsh College Football. Yes. They had Pat or yeah, Pat O'Reilly's Full Court Basketball. Is it Pat O'Reilly? Yeah. Nick's I think coach. it was. Pat yeah. Riley. Yeah. Pat, Pat Riley, Riley. Sorry. Pat Riley's Full Court Basketball. Like, they had all of these things. They also had Sonic. And then they had games like Kid Chameleon. And just platformers that were just... They were better. And I don't know why. I think it was because they had it was the nineties. Everything was about attitude. Like Mario was cutesy and Nintendo was always like no blood, no violence. Right. Well, here's even Mortal Kombat comes out on the Super Nintendo. 
you have to put a blood code in. Sega's like, we don't care, do it. Just do it. <laughs> right, right. Like, Sega Genesis probably brought out one of the most famous arcade ports of all time when they brought out NBA Jam. And NFL Lethal Blitz. Enforcers, too. Right. These were games that we had all played in the bowling alley or in the arcade or wherever yeah. we were. And yeah. now we could buy them and play them at home. And it was, and they it was looked just, just as good. Yes, it did. It sounded and looked just as good as the arcade. NBA Jam. Um, that was on, wasn't that on Super Nintendo? That NES? was on Super Nintendo 2. Yeah, later. Yeah. Was it? Uh, yeah, because yeah. that's where I yeah. remember playing it. But was... they originally came out before they got the license to do it. If you remember right, they had a game called College Jam, which was a NBA Jam clone, but with college skins. I don't remember. I don't remember that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. I well, just got. We had to, just, I just kind of finished up Nintendo. We were yeah, no, I, yeah. I just and then we went to Sega. Sega. I just got to thinking the same time, and because we're not. We're not really talking about PC games either, so that's uh, going to have to be a separate. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the cool well, thing too here's about the, Sega. Here's the thing. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna, we'll do it this way. We're gonna do a three part. One will be just PC gaming, because there's a ton of. And we just, can split them up too, so people aren't bombarded with gaming every week either. Yeah, we can split these up. They don't have yeah. to be every... But this is such a broad topic. We cannot cover right. this in I one or two. Yeah, no. one, no. one There's mobile gaming as well. There's I, I, now. I, well, I, and the reason I bring this up is I was on a list of the top video games of every year. And I was looking at this earlier today. I'd love to know if I could rattle off that list. Because I really think if you gave me a year, I could probably figure out what's pretty close to being the best game that year. Well... It, it was funny because I saw the game Mist. Oh, that's like 94, 93, 94 PC. Mist was 93. <laughs> and I just, and then it got me thinking about your space quest and police quest. What about um, the games like uh, the Lucas games? Curse of Monkey Island. Yeah. Uh, Grim Fandango, uh, Maniac Mansion. You can put the gerbil in the microwave. <laughs> I don't know. I just we this we can go down such a uh, well. Here's another thing we're we're talking about Sega and, and Super it Nintendo. Is. How much did this piss you off when you were a kid, Mark? You're later on, Tim. You bought a game. Let's say like we're kids, Lion King, and we saw our buddies play the Sega version. We're like, that's awesome. But you have a Super Nintendo, so you buy it. It's not the same game. This was the era where you could have two games for different yeah. systems that were the same title, and they were different. And it was Disney that did a lot of it. The Lion King games were different. The Aladdin games were different. I had Aladdin on Nintendo. There was an Aladdin I, game for Nintendo way back. Yeah, there, yeah. there was. It, and it, I was, got it was on it uh, like two days Super Nintendo. It. it was on yeah. Super Nintendo 2. The Super Nintendo. That's the Sega version of Aladdin is harder two. than hell. Yes, I and just so I the re- Lion King one. I remember playing Aladdin. Now again, this must have been It's probably for Jordan, honestly. No, 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 no. No, this must Aladdin must have been 90 Aladdin came out was three, somewhere 91, 92. 91, 92. It's okay. So what I can remember about Aladdin playing on the Super Nintendo was the magic carpet. And you had you you had to escape the lava and 
flying hey, up you're and coming down. out of the cave of the yeah. cave of thieves. Yeah, I, that's that's what I remember about uh, about Aladdin. Um, my God, you guys are bringing me. Fuck, you're bringing me back. Well, These are the memories of our childhood. Yeah. This is so, what we grew up doing. We were that first generation that were told we were going to waste our brains. Your brain was going to rot, and you this wasn't going to do anything for you. I promise you, those of us that played hours of video games have 10 times better hand-eye coordination than the average person that didn't. I promise you we can think and react faster than most people who did not spend hours sitting there playing. And we're you, good problem solvers. Correct. You can go from A to B to C because that's what the game needed you to do. And if you applied that to your life, you could find ways to make that work. I've learned as much from video games as they have absolutely rotted my brain out. It's definitely 50-50. <laughs> so, Mom, yes, you were right a little bit, but you were also wrong a little bit, too. So, as we kind of wrap up, what, what, what were you going to say, Brian? Oh, I was just going to go with my three favorite SNES games because we, we did Nintendo. So oh, now yeah. we got Super Nintendo. We'll yeah. just do quick three. Yeah. Uh, mine are A Link to the Past, which is my favorite all-time video game, is Zelda A Link to the Past okay. for the SNES. Super Mario RPG, because I was a huge RPG fan, and this was Mario, and it was really cool. And it was done by Square, which is one of my favorite video game factories, if you will. And that leads me into my third one, which is arguably, I think, one of the greatest games made. And it's Final Fantasy 3 or 6, as it's really known as. It's relabeled 6 now. It was the third one to come out over here. I just played that game a month and a half ago on PC. It holds yeah. up. It's still good. But those are my three favorites. I'm drawing a blank. Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Mm -hmm. That, I don't remember. So that's the one where you start out and it's raining and your uncle goes, says he has to go do something. You hop out of bed, you go out, it's raining, you have no weapons, you have to get to the castle, you drop down the flower hole, you're in the castle basement, okay. you get the sword and shields, you have to t get Zelda from the basement, bring her all the way through the sanctuary, yeah. you come out, then later on you go to the dark world. Yeah. I remember it, it was not one of the ones that I played a lot. So it was I had a game to think that for a second didn't hold your hand. Yeah. It gave you no direction. Here's what you do. You go play. So that was the follow up to the original Legend of Zelda, correct? That was the third. No, that was the third one. The second one yeah. was the Adventures of Link. And we could have a whole episode if you want me to talk about that. Oddly <laughs> charming yet terribly designed video game. I hated that game with everything there was inside of me. One of my favorite games of my Zelda. life was Zelda 1. One of my least favorite games of my life was Zelda 2. Oh my God, I hated the adventure of Link. Oh my God, did I hate that game. <laughs> Just the sound when you ran into the little black things that hit you on the map. Sound like the game taking a shit all over your head because that's exactly what the game was doing, was taking a dump on your head while you were playing this game. Oh, I hated that game. I, you know, what's funny is as we've been talking, I, I've had to, because I was trying to think of some of the games that we played on the Super NES 
or that I played on the Super NES. And I forgot about like F Zero. So and, good. One of the best how, racing games. Oh my god, it was amazing. You know, I'm looking at the Super that was when uh again uh Super Mario Kart came out. And that's one of my all-time favorite Super Nintendo games is Super Mario Kart. That's from love, the SFX chip, too. That's what made that. those games so good. Um, Donkey know. Kong Country. Yep. When that came out, that was revolutionary. Like, I can remember in the mail, because we used to get Nintendo Power, I got a VHS cassette. And I was like, what is this? And it was all jungle-themed, and it just said Donkey Kong on it. And you put it in, and it was a trailer for Donkey Kong Country. And I bet I watched that about 15 times. <laughs> was it RBI Baseball? Was that the big one that for the Super NES? That was on regular yeah. Nintendo. That first. Was regular. It started there, too. That was done. Yeah. Dun, 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 but it was on dun, Super dun, Nintendo dun, later. Dun, dun, the graphics yeah. got better. What's the one? Because this is Bases the one I loaded. remember. That Maybe that's what on, I'm thinking that was of. Nintendo. Bases Loaded 2. Or was that regular Nintendo also? That was regular Nintendo also. Bases Loaded 1 and 2 was well, regular When you Nintendo. got into Super Nintendo, that's kind of when the licenses came out. So I can remember on Super Nintendo, you had Ken Griffey Jr.'s Baseball. Ken Griffey Jr., which didn't have any real players except Ken Griffey. But you had, like, ESPN did a bunch of games. They had, like, Baseball Tonight was on there. If you guys remember, they had, like, a whole thing with that. And Tony La Russa Baseball. And... I remember hearing about Tony La Russa Baseball. I remember that. There was remember one that? game baseball game where did it have robots and stuff in it and it was sci-fi and futuristic there was one you could play on the moon i i know the baseball game and i want to say that's about. rbi baseball it's, yeah it's like rbi baseball 3000 or something like that or um, tommy would tommy would know tommy's huge into retro games he's probably played it he's probably screaming it right now in his car RBI Baseball was a game I got my dad into. My dad hated video games, thought Nintendo was the dumbest thing, but yet Santa Claus every year would get me a Nintendo if the other one didn't work. But one year I got RBI Baseball, and I actually got my dad to sit down. Every night he'd come home from work. He'd come in the room, wake me up at like 11 at night, being like seven, eight years old. And we had to, I had to wake up, and I had to play a game of RBI Baseball with him before he went to bed. Some of my best <laughs> Is that the childhood one where, memories. Where all three, all, all the infielders all three outfielders move. Yep, the same they time. all yes. moved with you together. The, yeah. the and iconic, if you hit a home run, it was like, ah! Like, the whole crowd yeah. went nuts. And yeah. when you first turned the game on, the baseball just plopped up like, plong! And then everything came side-scrolled to the right. Yeah. Still love it. Still love it. I had to just Google here and, and, and oh, wait. Was it Super Baseball Simulator 1000? That's what it was. Yeah. That's a mouthful. Is this the one I'm... Yes! And we're not even talking about, like, the Star Wars games that were on there that were incredibly hard. Like, Super Star Wars, Super Empire Strikes Back, and Super Return of the Jedi. Those games were insanely hard. This is the one I can think of because you had... You played... You could play as a Red Sox. You played as... You know a major league team mm -hmm. and i just i remember playing this for hours upon hours oh my god you guys brought me back to wow but it's good you get to go though, back man. when we talk like, about it again i know i just think that's more your wheelhouse that's when we'll get into ps1 and i was never into the really the playstation it was i went from 
Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64 because then we had, you know, had the kids. So it was Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. And then from Nintendo 64, I want to say we went to the PS2. And PS2 oh, to missed, the Xbox you missed so 360. Much. You missed Saturn, the Xbox 360 Dreamcast, to the PS4. GameCube. <laughs> or did we go Xbox 360 to PS4? Or PS3? I don't know. The PS3 probably first. PS3, then to the, yeah, PS3. If you had a 360, you didn't have a PS3. That was kind of the thing, because when the PS3s came out, they were like 600 bucks when they came out. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. And the 360 was like 400 bucks, and I went, that's mine. (laughs) All right, so we we got to wrap it up. This is Uh, definitely to be continued. Yes, definitely. definitely. To be continued, whether it's next week or the fall, whatever it is. Um, we are definitely going to have parts two, three, four, whatever, because there are some rabbit holes that we can go down. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I cannot wait to start talking about PS1. I'm going to have to listen to you guys. Tell me about Super Nintendo and GameCube. I didn't play any of those. I went from Genesis to Sega Saturn to PlayStation 1, basically. I played Sega Saturn when nobody gave a shit about Saturn. I was still sitting in my room, man, playing I Sega Saturn. I love Sega Saturn, Virtual oh Fighter, Daytona Relay. I still have to uh. give you one of my Saturns. I have two. I still ha- I got one. I found it. I found a controller. I found the power cord, and I got it in a bag. I just need to see you and give it to you because you can, can definitely that have one. You can definitely have one. Oh. Yes. Well, yeah, you just toys. made Brian's night. So. Yes, I did. Toys. Yes, I did. I'm just trying to make sure he doesn't accidentally hurt me in the ring when we go to Colorado in their month. (laughs) Folks, as usual, you guys need to listen to these two, along with John Starner, Jeff Walsh, and Josh Rio on Sunday nights on Twitch, Johnny Death Drop, Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chatcast. Um, It's really pretty cool. Uh, I tuned in again this past Sunday. You guys need to give them a uh, give them a shout, subscribe, check it out. It's good shit. Brian uh, and I turn into the, he turns into the Coastal Crusader from Maine. I turn into the mass hole from mass, just giving you shit, drinking a Dunks coffee with a butt hanging out of my mouth. Like I'm telling you right now, this is good shit. Come listen to it us. Is. Talk it's, some it's, smack, I tell you talk what, some it's, wrestling. If you, if you enjoy wrestling and you enjoy the indie scene, this really is, is, Pretty cool. It has reinvigorated my love of wrestling. That's Mine cool. too. To talk about this immensely. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so give them a give them a a, a listen on uh, Sunday evenings. I think what starting at eight o'clock. I think eight uh, o'clock Sundays. Nine. Nine. Eight, this past Sunday we watched a we did a watch along for the pay per view. So we started an hour early. Yeah, we we, we, we premiered the Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling pay per view okay. they had. Yep. So, so check them out typically at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. For our friends in Canada, that would be at 10 o'clock your time. Uh, Atlantic Standard Time. Atlantic Standard Time. Yes. Um, as usual, also check the three of us out. Uh, potentially have a fourth joining us. We're really? going to tease that. Dun, dun, dun. We'll tease it. We're uh, calling it we're, the end. We're in negotiations <laughs> right now um, to what will probably end the show, but that's okay. Negotiation. Uh, We're not giving them anything. That's bullshit. What are you talking about? Or her. Or her. Or her. Or him. Or him and her. 
Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, <laughs> check us out Tuesday mornings, uh, seven o'clock, seven a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when our Candlepin chat goes. Uh, you know, working the rack goes Candlepin only. Um, and then 7 again, I'm just going to bed at 7 a.m. That's what time you put the video out. Oh yeah, yeah, I put it up at seven <laughs> because again, our friends in Canada, it's eight o'clock their time. So oh. I, I and, and Angela and Calvin need something to listen to while they're at work. Yes, Angela <laughs> and Calvin need stuff to listen to. Hoagie needs stuff to listen to. You know, while he's in school. While he's in That's, school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a boy so, hoax. Way to take care of business, buddy. <laughs> as usual, you can find us, uh, email us, smoke signal us, whatever it is, ripping the rack podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter at ripping the rack podcast. Uh, you can find uh, Maki on his OnlyFans. Just give him a shout. <laughs> I'm just uh, waiting for my uh, account to be authenticated, and, okay, and then perfect, we'll be perfect. good. It might take three to five years. Perfect. But we'll see. Uh, Brian has his only fans up. Just look up for Big Beautiful Brian, uh, Triple yeah. B. He is Triple B. <laughs> <laughs> that is our new. We got it. Brian is Triple B. Big Beautiful Brian. <laughs> you just broke the podcast guy. <laughs> And again, folks, you can hear us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Excellent Breaker, segue. and wherever else you listen to your podcasts during I the can't. day. I can't. I can't. We broke back. Folks, thank you so much for listening again. For Tim, Mark, and myself, Brian, have a wonderful Friday and enjoy. Oh, Triple B. Oh, we'll see you later. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, all right. We're out of here. Peace out, folks.